welcome to another edition of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name's Michael Burgett, and thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode of The Lion King, the 1994 animated classic. Uh, just got done rewatching the film and wanted to share some of my thoughts and memories of seeing the film for the first time, as well as some of my thoughts on this latest rewatch. So, this film is one of my all time favorite Disney animated films. Uh, I remember seeing the film for the first time uh, in Orlando, Florida. Uh, my family uh, for the late 80s through the 90s would yearly go uh, during the summer to Disney World and we would stay down there at the theme park and take in the sights and sounds and uh, that was our summer vacation was going to Disney World every year. And in the summer of 94, uh, that was no exception. We went down there and visited. And uh, during our time down there, we spent a day over at what was then known as Downtown Disney. I think now it's known as Disney Springs, uh, looking at the shops and everything. And one of the things that had just recently at the time was built there was a big AMC theater. And the first time I actually went to an AMC theater was to see The Lion King. We all went as a family uh, to go see the film there. And that was our first uh, time uh, there at the at that movie theater in Orlando. And it was the first time uh, that I saw The Lion King. And first time I saw it, fell in love with it. Obviously, like a lot of the other films of that Disney Renaissance era, uh, was just so impactful, so enjoyable, just so just magnificent of a film. And it almost feels like uh, of that run of films, this film was kind of that culmination of that. And just just such a delightful film. The, the music, the animation, everything that went along with it. Loved it that first time. I remember then afterwards when it came out on VHS, uh, family bought it and and have watched it so many times ever since and uh, it was so great to see it again on the big screen for the first uh, not for the first time but uh, for the you know next time I guess you could say uh, if you don't know or don't remember the story and it, for many it's one that's very much memorable. Uh, it's the story of a young lion named Simba who is destined to be the king of the Pride Lands, uh, taking over for his father, Mufasa. Uh, but because of the death of Mufasa by his brother, Mufasa's brother and Simba's uncle Scar, Simba goes into hiding with regret over that death and Simba has to come to terms with that death and also to come to terms with his place uh, as king. And such a, you know, universal story, but it was told uh, in a new way here with being set in uh, the pride lands of Africa and with lions and hyenas and uh, wildebeest and all, all the other animals of, of, the, of the savannah and just a very, you know, enjoyable film a very enjoyable story and uh, this latest rewatch was no exception there were a couple of things that kind of stood out to me in this this latest rewatch obviously just the 
impactfulness of that opening sequence uh, that we all remember as uh, Simba is presented to the Pride Lands uh, on Pride Rock. And just to see how impressive uh, traditional animation still holds up to this day, because that's what that was, was traditional animation that was done for for this film. And to see that opening sequence again and the music and just everything that went along with it, just so impressive on a big screen and, and just so just powerful and moving. Just uh, It shows that that type of animation still... Like I said, it still holds up and still has that kind of impactfulness to it. Uh, another thing that kind of stood out to me was just impressive, the fight sequence at the end with Simba and Scar, uh, particularly the, the slow motion part of it. And to do that is just so, you know, impressive. You know, as a, you know, as a younger person seeing it, and not not really fully understanding you know how tough that is to pull off you know e- e- even traditional animation to see that there was just uh again just to see that on a big screen it was just impressive of how they did that and it comes off so well because it really heightens the impact of each blow that Scar and Simba give each other in that fight sequence really impressive and then the other thing was was that how much i love zazu i had forgotten how great of a character zazu is and zazu if you don't remember he is kind of the uh spokesperson who uh, is the assistant to mufasa and then uh, obviously later to simba and uh just the the humor just the uh just the personality just everything that goes along with Zazu. I don't know if I just didn't appreciate Zazu as much uh, when I was younger, but now watching the film and seeing him, uh, it, it just really just love him as a character. He probably is, I would say the most underrated character of the film, uh, because of everything that he does and everything he kind of stands for. And, and again, with the humor and the seriousness and everything that goes along with it, just a great character. And uh, definitely, I know I undervalued him uh, before, but in this latest rewatch, I, I loved him as a character and just so, so hilarious and so important to the script, too. And I, I think that's another thing that's forgotten, I think, with this film is how important Zazu is and uh, and there are a lot of other important characters, but I think I think he kind of gets forgotten in some aspects of it. Uh, like I said, I love this film. It's a great film. It's it's a film that really does, after all these years, still hold up so well, both with its animation and with its storytelling. And uh, you know, it's it's a tight script. It's like ninety minutes or so, and there's only maybe one or two things that. You know, you get to the end of the film and you kind of question. And and that was another thing that stood out to me in this latest rewatch is what happens with the hyenas. Like, you you, you see at the end how they, you know, dispatch of uh, Scar because Scar kind of turns on them. And then so they, uh, in turn, turn on Scar. Uh, but you don't, that that's the last sequence is, of them is that 
kind of dispatching of Scar, and then you see nothing of it. And I guess you're left to wonder and assume that uh, they respect Simba as the true king, and so they go back to their area of the pri- uh, of the of the Pride Lands, and they they honor that as opposed to what they did with Scar, which was just take over everything. Uh, they understand their role, and I guess, I guess that's what we're to assume is with that. But it's funny because you, you, it's one of those things you don't ever think about prior to this, but watching it again, it's like, oh, yeah, I wonder what does happen with the hyenas. And so I, that's just my assumption is they, they go back to where they were and they respect the boundaries, uh, whereas before they didn't respect it when Scar was in charge. But with Simba, the one true king, they respect the boundaries and understand that for everything to be in the right order, they everything has to be in the right place. And so just another thought that came to me in this latest rewatch, but overall, I love this film. It, I wish that these type of films like these, these classics would return every so often on a big screen because I feel like that there is that kind of importance of seeing it there because not only is there the, nostalgia factor for those that have seen it multiple times but for the younger audience that hasn't had that experience of seeing a film like this on a big screen uh, to be able to see it like this is such an important thing and I I think that uh, I wish that more studios would do this more often because it really is worth seeing on a big screen even if you have seen a film like this multiple multiple times uh it is great to be able to watch it again on a big screen because you get to appreciate all the little things that are there as well as the big things and so loved seeing it on the big screen again if you get an opportunity to check it out on a big screen again like i have or you know if you have uh, younger kids children uh go go take them to see it so that they can see it for the on the big screen and, and they get that experience as well Highly recommended. So that's my thoughts and memories on The Lion King. I'd love to hear your thoughts on The Lion King, what you remember your first time seeing the film. Love to hear your thoughts on it. And you can share those thoughts anytime by email, screennerdspodcast at gmail.com. You can always find us on Twitter at screennerdspod and share your thoughts there. You can also find us on Instagram, threads, all the socials pretty much now at this point, I think that, that they're, <laughs> uh, if you search out screen nerds podcast and we're there, you like that page, hit that follow button, uh, and share your thoughts there as well. And if you get an opportunity, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Apple podcast, Spotify, Google play, good pods, cast box, Amazon music, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. If you would, please rate and review, leave a written review, leave a five-star review, hopefully, and share the podcast around. Let others know what we're doing here at the Screen Nerds Podcast. Would really appreciate it. So again, thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode. My name is Michael Burgett, and we will catch you on the next episode.